Coming up on today's show, Sony and Nintendo support Ukraine, a recap of Sony's latest state of play, God of War's newly announced TV series, and much more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pixel Candy Podcast, our weekly gaming podcast updating you on all the latest in video game news, trends, and new releases with a dash of wild tangents along the way. I'm your host, Alan Sensich, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, the controller-snapping Sanchacho himself, Brian Sensich. And Brian, I got I got two things I got to kick off this show with, all right? One relates right. to me, and one relates to you. I'm going to start with me, and that is recapping last week's show. I woke up after we recorded. <laughs> I, I scheduled it. I was like, what? What happened last night? Because for anyone who listened to last week, I was in the worst part of being sick with COVID. I was absolutely out of it. And I realized, I, I, I listened back to the show just to kind of r- remember what we went over. I blacked out for the entire thing. I had no concept <laughs> of what we discussed. I knew the bullet points because I built the show. So that was like stuck in my brain. But I was like, what the fuck did we talk about? Like, what did I? And I got I got to say, I think I did pretty good for blacking out and being completely out of it, sick with COVID, not re- realizing what's going on and still having what seemed like a very coherent conversation. I, I 100% would never have known that that was the case if you didn't tell me. Fantastic. That's, that's, that's hilarious. I was gone. I've never just woke up from having done something. You know, like a podcast is something, you know, we have yeah. our bullet points. We know what we're going to talk about. But it all it, it's free-form conversation once we get into it. And when I woke up, I just had this fog in my brain of like, oh, God. I hope that wasn't a complete disaster. And, like, I could hear it in my voice. Like, and maybe, again, that's just me yeah. hearing my own voice and the raspiness. But yeah, it came together. So <laughs> thanks everyone for getting through it. Uh, from what I've heard, it didn't sound like I was that. <laughs> so yeah, just wanted to recap well, that. I was, I was gone. We're both pretty raspy at the best of times anyways. So I think we both like, I mean, I, I do, I do smoke. You don't, but we both sound like we've smoked for a lot of years. So that's just kind of the way it is. That's fair. Um, yeah. Speaking, speaking well, of blacking out, I feel like I know what the next thing is. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like you do because it, it's very oh, no. much related to some, well, you, you didn't black out, but you were out of it for something very important, something I missed entirely because of COVID. Yeah. And that is the Batman screening we had scheduled in the fucking IMAX VIP best way to see a movie in 2022. It was last Saturday and I was too sick to make it. I was so upset. I still haven't seen the movie. I plan on going once Nicole's better, but you still went. Please tell the viewers how that went. Oh no. So we were actually supposed to go as you, me and our buddy, Jacob, uh, who lives next door to me. We were all supposed to go. Jacob also got COVID. You got COVID. I was the only one that was like already had COVID. So I was good. Uh, and passed like the quarantine and all that. So my wife decided to come with me and my wife is not about my wife, as you know, Alan will not watch anything not based in reality. So, and to me, I'm almost like, yeah, but like, Batman should be an exception because he's just a regular dude with tons of money. Like that is reality. Like Elon Musk could be Batman. 
if, if he had the right martial arts training, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos easily could be Batman. Okay, let's be real. So I feel like that's pretty close to reality. She's not having anything superhero related. You know, you my our, my, our two kids are getting into superhero stuff, still not interested. I'm sure she will when they get a little bit older. I go to this movie, I'm watching it, and dude, I can't keep my fucking eyes open. I fell asleep for the entire second act. Like, but okay, please, first clar- all, please clarify because I, was it because of the movie or other things? No, I think I think I wake up every day at like you know six thirty. I go to bed every night at twelve thirty, and that's not healthy. I should be going to bed a little bit earlier, but it is what it is. I love gaming, and the only time I get is kind of after my wife and the kids are asleep. So uh, I think I was just like that was wearing on me. And honestly, man, in those crazy like it, for people who don't know this VIP movie experience we have in Ontario, and I'm sure they have it in the states too. It's full on lazy boy recliners that go almost completely flat like a bed. And I was probably just reclined a little too far in the dark. And when you, anyone, for anyone who's seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. For anyone who hasn't, like, I guess a bit of spoiler alert, not really, but it's very slow paced. It is. Like the movie is a combination of like a bat. It feels like the dark Knight meets seven. Have you ever watched the movie seven? Love. It's like dark Knight. Yeah, seven's incredible. It's What's like in the Dark box? Knight meets seven. Yeah, meets seven meets Saw. Like that is what it feels like. Oh, that's awesome. And, and that is good. I, I love that. But they dwelled in too many scenes for far too long. The Robert Pattinson has a voice that could put you into a coma. So I just like that. I think that's what it was. Honestly, the movie as a whole, I'm going to watch it again because I have to. Um, I've, I've looked at a bunch of reviews. I've read, I've read a bunch of stuff on it. And like, it's definitely just me that by no means is this a bad or boring movie. I was just like, it was the perfect storm of waking up early, Robin Pattinson talking really slowly and like being in a dark theater in a comfy chair. So, you know, is what it is. I would still recommend it though. Like the music alone, dude, the score to this movie is so fucking good. I'm talking like you watch social network, right? Yeah. Yeah. David Fincher. You remember how you remember how fucking good the score was in, in social network? Didn't um uh I said Trent David Fincher is the, the visuals, but thank you, Trent Reznor. Yeah, he did the music, right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, he did. So good. So it's so it's not it's not Trent Reznor in the Batman, but it is fucking like so good. I it's imagine. my favorite it's my favorite version of Gotham. It's my fa- it's a really good story that they tell. Um the Batmobile is a little weird. But I still think we, still not sold seen, on it, eh? Still not sold on the Batmobile, and you'll see why when you watch the movie. Um, fucking Colin Farrell played Penguin, and he's incredible in it. Like, mm. inc- like incredible. Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman, also incredible. She's the standout performance in the movie, from what I was awake for. Um, and uh, what's his name? I think it's Jeffrey Wright, the guy who's in Westworld, plays Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. Right. Yeah. In this, he's, he's fantastic. He's really good too. So you have a lot of like really good performances. This fucking movie did not need to be three hours long though. Like it really didn't. Yeah, but you didn't um, even see the last like, half. So can you say that just no, no, yet? No, I, that's not, no, but that's not true though. So I fell asleep for maybe 45 minutes of it in the middle. I saw the beginning. Oh, that's even worse. I saw the end. And, and the middle made sense. At the part I woke up at, I'm like, okay, they've been trying to do this thing, this whole movie. I'm watching them do it now. I fell asleep when they started trying to do that thing. That's how 
that's how long paced this movie is so what a colossal just covid shit show derailing our plans i was so excited for this movie i've been waiting (laughs) forever the the cinematography alone from the trailers is like just so my jam like i cannot wait to fucking see this movie i think you're gonna love it i think you're gonna love it it's not like i said it's it's the only thing i can say is pacing and by the way like when you're done watch kind of funnies like I don't know. It took me forever to watch it because when kind of funny reviews a movie, it takes them three fucking hours to do it. So I'm watching that in chunks when I have time. And like they, they comment, they, they have all the same criticism I do. Interesting. So like, I, I still think like you, because you're like educated in film and TV and worked in it a bunch, I think you are really going to love it because it's made for someone like you to appreciate. That's what I'm for hoping sure. for. That's what I'm hoping for. But uh, something that I think, well, I know you're looking forward to, and I hope does not put you to sleep, is Gotham Knights. And just a quick little thing on this, because they did announce uh, this week that it's going to be releasing finally this year, October 25th. Are you still looking forward to that as much as you uh, you said before? Yeah, man. I really am, but I always get confused with this because of um, Suicide Squad. Is this one um, Rocksteady or no? I believe uh, no. So this is WB Montreal. I'm right. pr- I'm okay. pretty sure. Yes, it still looks it still looks cool as shit though. I think Suicide Squad is rock steady. That one doesn't look as cool. This one looks cool to me, and I want to figure out because essentially I think from the preview, if I remember, because we talked about like most anticipated games in an episode, and this was one of mine. I think there's no Batman. There's no Superman. But it's like Nightwing and a bunch of other like really cool characters that never get the spotlight. And yeah, I think ba- that's uh, Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and uh, Red Red Hood, or is that a villain? It's yes. it's it's a four yeah, up to four Batman. player co op. And you're right, the very beginning of the first trailer, I think it was the reveal trailer, shows Bruce Wayne basically saying like, "Hey, if I'm dead, you're watching this video. Like, save Gotham, yeah. you know." Whether he's actually dead or not, who knows? I don't know what the narrative is. But they they make you uh, think in the trailer, at least, that, yeah, you are the only hope left. Here are the four of you guys. And it does look very reminiscent of the uh, the Arkham games, like in terms of the, the fighting style and all that. And even, was it Arkham City that had all that DLC where you, you could play as Robin and Nightwing and run around the city instead of Batman and kick serious ass? Like, it was it that or... It the, might have been Arkham Arkham Knight might have been Arkham Knight, whichever one it so. was. That like that was cool. So you looked, remember it, Nightwing holding the two batons? The Nightwing yeah. was holding like two blue batons in it. Yeah, yeah. It was one of one of those. It was either City or Night. I don't remember exactly. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, there was the state of play that happened this week, so we're going to recap a bit of that. What we found interesting within it. Um, but first, just quickly. We talked last week about the whole Ukraine thing and how crazy this is that like they, you know, they reached out to the gaming industry and and many other things. But this is a gaming show, so we'll only get to talk about the gaming news here. And they reached out, tagged Xbox and uh, PlayStation saying like, hey, we need any help we can get. You know, I forget what the statement was, but we, we just thought that was mind blowing. Still think it's mind blowing. And our question was does Sony or Microsoft even respond to this? What's the move? What's smarter? Not responding, responding. Like it's, it's a sticky situation, right? Like you want to help, but do you want to get involved in this directly? Well, Sony and Nintendo 
this week have officially responded and both of them have shut down a lot of support if not all support in russia so that includes like the playstation store nintendo side of things i'm not sure what they're like halting at the moment but playstation uh sony rather had an actual statement that they put out so i'm just going to read that quickly um so sony interactive entertainment joins the global community in calling for peace in ukraine we have suspended all software and hardware shipments the launch of gran turismo 7 and operations of the playstation store in russia to support humanitarian aid, Sony Group Corporation announced a U.S. $2 million donation to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the international NGO, Save the Children, the support, uh, the support the victims of this tragedy. So I thought this was kind of cool because, again, that was our question last week. Here we are a week later. They've come back. A lot of companies are doing this right now and, halt- and hopping on to kind of the you know, support in a way where they're kind of stopping anything in the way of sending product to Russia or supporting their products in Russia. So including McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Starbucks. Um, So now that, you know, Sony has responded to the question we were discussing last week, Nintendo even hopped on. uh, What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think I think I expected something like this to happen. I think it's a bit of an empty thing for PlayStation to say we're not sending any hardware. Like, what hardware were you fucking sending anyways? No one could get a PS5 still. <laughs> uh, but like, I think I think overall, like, I'm realizing. Like, I spoke I spoke last week about the fact that I think I, I think there's a there's a line that's becoming more clear to me. Taking Alexander Ovechkin off of CCM ads is not fair to Alexander Ovechkin. Like that doesn't like people of Russia are not going to revolt against the government because Alex Ovechkin loses his endorsement with CCM. Like that's not right to me. That's not productive. Whereas I think this is like anytime someone's like, well, we're just not going to supply you guys. And like for food to be cut off for water to be cut off is like barbaric and a problem in different ways. But for them to say like, no, we're not sending you playstations, like figure your shit out, Russia. Like, I think that makes sense. Well, one thing you i think it was you and many people have mentioned this but i was i was kind of thinking about it and this isn't like a hot take by any means a lot of people agree on this that just it's really interesting that it's coming out slowly more and more that within russia all of their media all the equivalents to the social platforms we have here anything on tv cable which was hacked by anonymous by the way i think is fucking hilarious but um, is all showing propaganda in the form of, you know, th- we're doing this in the good of Russia. We are saving Ukraine. Like, this is for the good of the people of Russia. And, like, they're they're trying to just tell, like, the entire country that this is a good move. So once I kind of realized, like, you know what? Like, yes, the whole thing with Alexander Levashkin and CCM and PlayStation and all these things that, like, why the fuck are they tied to a war going on, right? Well, it kind of wakes them up to being like, wow, these big players in entertainment industries are even calling to action to cease and support, you know, things in Ukraine and and cease all their products going to Russia. And it's it's almost like a wake-up call for these people in Russia that are, are... unfortunately not getting the proper communication of what's really going on to maybe, you know, turn their heads in a different direction and actually pay attention 
by whatever means necessary because I'm not over there. I don't know what access they have to all these things. But I do find it very interesting. I think this, you know, when we talk about gaming news and all this stuff, it's one thing for us to sit here and be super excited about all these games coming out and all that. But, like, when stories like this hit, I just, it, it still just shocks me because, I guess just the, you know, the times we live in and the way that information circulates around and the lack of the way that information circulates around in a case like this within Russia. So super, super crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. State owned media in some of these countries, like the same thing would happen if uh, a similar thing was happening in, um, in Korea or China, like similar stuff happens where it's state controlled media just starts pumping out whatever they want you to know and feel and, and think. So yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely super damaging. Like I, what's really like a side kind of adjacent, I guess, to all of this is that like, we're going to meme ourselves straight into the apocalypse. Like it's literally just like really, really weird to me that there's, and some of the memes are funny to be completely honest, but like, when you really step back and think about it, you're like, this is crazy. Like between the gas memes about gas being really high and the memes about actual Russia and then the actual footage on TikTok and Instagram of these soldiers. Yeah. Like I saw, I saw, I saw a post, I saw a video where it was like, this is like a real life call of duty lobby. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it was literally like, it was literally like footage of Ukrainian soldiers being like we're ready and then russian soldiers being like we're ready and some guys like the text on the video is like yeah it's like a call of duty lobby i'm like with it like what is going on here yeah all the different oh ones, but like the joke the jokes about gen z going to war it's like i don't want to sleep in this bunk bed bitch that's not the vibe and i'm like what is happening like yeah really we're disturbing. we're living in like a weird like 80s movie where they just made fun of the future so hard and like you'd watch it back then and be like that's crazy that will never happen and we're living all of it every single fucking bit of it we're living in some weird (laughs) multi-dimensional other universe where everything is just the worst timeline oh fuck man i my heart my heart goes out to the people of ukraine honestly uh like i'm pretty sure every woman i know wants to fuck the president of ukraine because that's a thing yeah, it's that's like, another weird thing motivated. taking over social. Like, like, what is going on? Like, this guy, like, well, because he's so like, he's a hero, right? Like, he's like, I don't he want really like, the U.S. Don't take me out. Send me. Like, he is. He definitely is. But like, the fact that we now have women glorifying him and like wanting to fuck him is a little weird. I'm just like, it's in the same vein as what I was just talking about. It's like, yes, he is a hero. But the fact that we have people fawning over him now is bizarre. Uh, yeah, it, it comes down to like what is important what should we be actually paying attention to and like when it's all memes or like you know just crushing on like this president yeah it's weird it's just weird but i thought this was i I really hope i hope it comes to an end i don't know when that'll happen uh like i really i really hope that because dude like this could be a full-out world war involving the u.s a bunch of the rest of europe china like everybody could be involved in this if it doesn't like simmer the fuck down soon. And like, I really hope that doesn't happen. So, um, so yeah, I mean, good, good on PlayStation for making a move. Same with Nintendo. Does my, has Microsoft done anything yet or no? Um, not, um, not as of yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they'll, they'll probably have something. Oh, um, Microsoft's response, might, Microsoft's response might come from like a higher level than just Xbox. 
and it might be like Microsoft as a whole, like you can't use Office now, like licenses are being revoked or whatever. Like you can't use Azure. We're taking down cloud software in Russia or whatever. There might be a bunch of things they do that's not just gaming. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully coming to a close because holy shit, I don't like this timeline. Get me out. I'll stop the world. I want to get off. <laughs> Well, in other PlayStation news, a bit more lighthearted, is the state of play that happened this week. So last week, we, and, you know, I, I started this whole thing because I am such a sucker for all the crazy rumors out there. But it had been rumored for, like, the last two to three months that March, give or take, was going to be the next really big PlayStation showcase. And there had been all these things building up to it. Hints here and there. We talked about last week about how, you know, PlayStation kind of leaves this desire for any sort of news of any kind because it's like you go so long without hearing a goddamn thing and then they just dump the most amazing announcements on you all at once. So we were thinking that this week was going to be the showcase finally with stuff like Hogwarts Legacy, more God of War, maybe some new games that we don't even know about. Just, you know, that traditional big showcase. Um, what they did have was their state of play. <coughs> which uh, they, they did temper expectations. They said this was going to be the the Japanese developer-focused state of play with a few other announcements sprinkled in there. Um, and it wasn't too bad. Like, if you're a fan of a lot of this stuff, a lot of this would be for anyone into, like, JRPGs, any of the Japanese, you know, Western developer stuff. Um, a lot of cool things. We're going to go over the list. Um we'll expand on the stuff I guess we both find more interesting in this presentation but to start things off we had Exoprimal announced for the first time this is a mech suit dinosaur game coming in 2023 PS4 PS5 now when I saw this this was the very opening of the show and I'm watching and I'm like okay like it's mech warriors okay cool oh dinosaurs all right all right it's Capcom dinosaurs and it wasn't until they showed that one character, you know who I'm talking about, that looked like Regina from uh, Dino Crisis with the red posh yeah. spice cut, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, if yeah. so help me God, if this is a fucking modern day Dino Crisis and I'm what I'm looking at does not translate to what a Dino Crisis should be. And thank God that it is a random new IP that I don't personally care much about. I feel like you don't either because dude, first of all, Dino crisis needs to come back. They need to give that fucking, I guess it was the first two games. Cause after that, it went to shit the resident evil treatment. Could you imagine oh, yeah. a modern day Dino crisis? Because the formula of those games are one for one. What resident evil is. Could you imagine a modern day remake of the first one? really ramping up the horror of like being thrown onto this island this isn't jurassic park this isn't light-hearted chris pratt no. running around as a hero this is like you will get murdered and things are dark as fuck um it just it made me think like, of that and i'm like god i would i would love oh. a new dino crisis you know what you know what i think of when i think of dino crisis and modernizing it can you imagine how fucking insane that t-rex part would be where you're in that office trying to find that key and then a t-rex busts through the window and you're like hiding in the corner and i don't know if you remember dude but it like tank controls you're like oh, trying yeah. to jam like left and back to like stay in the corner you let your finger off one of those buttons when that t-rex is in there you're fucked 
And like, I remember dying a lot trying to do that part. Cause I was like, I can't, I'm in that corner. Why does he keep beating me? That, um, that would be a terrifying, terrifying scene with today's tech. That was, I th- honestly, that was one of the first ever jump scares in a video game. I think I ever witnessed like even resident evil. I'm trying to yeah. think back in, you know, that was the time when it was like resident evil one, two, maybe three had just released. Three without i believe because i remember playing these games all at once i believe if i remember correctly i might be wrong about this silent hill dino crisis and resident evil were all within a couple of years yeah. i believe like a two to three and, year period and I, yeah, I remember playing all of them and nemesis showing up stars and he's chasing you and that like fear of being caught by him while he's chasing you that was that a good was, that was a good start up, but it wasn't a jump really was stars yeah i can't replicate it um but yeah like that that was a different kind of fear jump scares that wasn't really resident evil's thing at least not back then no but Uh, but that moment what you're talking about you're in the office you're searching like a a desk for some sort of key item and this thing literally bursts through the the side of the building trying to just wreck your shit god i would love a new one and that that's what i thought this was uh, but you know, exoprimal, thank God again, I would have been pissed because yeah. that is just like yeah. some people these days to try and, you know, dig out a name from a grave of IP to just be like, well, there's people out there like you and me that love Dino Crisis. Let's just make a new one. Well, what is it going to be? I don't know. Make it a fucking four player action co-op in mech suits. And I, I would not even be surprised if anyone actually did that, but thank God it's not. Uh, next up was just more Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, this game, honestly, like this game looks right up my alley, but they're releasing it during a time when I am still very much living inside of Elden Ring. Like I that 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 is my second home. And I don't plan on leaving that second home for a very long time. And once I leave that second home, Horizon Forbidden West, is staring me right in the goddamn eyes. So trying to leave room, like this thing, Ghostwire Tokyo is releasing March 25th, PS5, PC. I don't have time, but it looks really cool. This is a game that is going to be going on my list 100%, but it will be something I think I pick up on sale, you know, probably a few months from now when it's like half price. So funny enough, this is like inverted to what the conversation you and I usually have about this, I'm getting that shit day one. Really? And I'm going to play it because yeah, man, Ghostwire Tokyo is my jam. That's it's Japanese. It's Japanese Bioshock, man. Like it's going to be so good. And it's already, I think if you're a PS plus member, it's like 10 bucks off already. So it's like 70 bucks, 70 bucks. to And, and like, again, I've been playing like an old catalog of games. I feel like, and, and to, to say day one might be too premature. Maybe I'll wait a little bit, but like, I do want to play that game. Like that game looks really fucking cool. It looks really unique. And you know what you saying Japanese Bioshock, you're not, you're not wrong in like the, you know, the front facing aesthetic of it all. Um, fuck. Yeah. I, th- something about the art style, um, the, the first person combat and just the wacky shit that's good. like I don't fully understand what I'm looking at half the time and I love it the the, the art style and the neon and, and everything about the, the enemy design fuck yeah th- this is right up my jam so if you do end up getting it ahead of time you will be our 
resident point of contact for anything on this game. And that's kind of why, like, I, I figure I'm not like, I didn't do Elden Ring. I didn't do Horizon. I didn't do like a lot of these games. I didn't do Gran Turismo. I said I was going to do Gran Turismo. I decided against it because after hearing some reviews, I'm like, this is a full on racing simulator with way too many things that I will not get to. And it's not just worth the money to me right now. But God, um, that, that photo mode I, though, that photo mode. Yeah. Right. Oh, like it, it looks, it, I, you know, Gran Turismo has always been the measuring stick for graphics and just use of the technology. So uh, incredible. And the photo mode literally looks like real life. Uh, so, but I think I want to get Ghostwire Tokyo relatively quickly so that you and I can talk about it on a show. Um, and I can convince you that like maybe Elden Ring can fuck off for a little bit while you play this cool oh, but, uh, buddy. other game. But, but, but. <laughs> listen, hey. listen, man. I We talked about Elden Ring. I, I have never been more sure of the decision that I'm never, ever going to play that game. I was teetering back and forth before it came out. There was like a plethora of gameplay videos. Now that I've seen you play it and I've watched YouTube videos, and watch the frustration. There's memes about this where people are just like, never played a Souls game, picked up Elden Ring. And then it's like, make the pain stop. It's like, I, I have no desire to snap an $80 DualSense controller because that's what'll happen. Um, I just, I, I will never get, I will never give that game's detail in terms of the UI and the mechanics and the different things. I will never give it the level of time it needs to be good. So I'm not even going to go there. Like I, 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 can't. I totally uh, understand, not- man. That That's what I was saying during, <laughs> you know, our update last week or our Elden Ring special. Like it's now that I have my hands on this thing. Yeah. To, I, I wouldn't even lose sleep over it. <laughs> it's man. a lot. It is straight up. I think I'm like 60 hours in at this point. One of the greatest games I have ever played without competition it's up there with all of the greats but for you particularly i completely agree you you just one you don't have the time and two i just i I can't see you even wanting to get into all the systems and all the things necessary to just understand what the fuck it is you're supposed to do but anyways ghostwire tokyo please do get it then we can talk about it in depth but next up on their uh, announcements here was the next Final Fantasy release, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, uh, which is being released on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, and PC. Um, the only notable thing, because like again, I don't think this is really a thing for either of us. We're not really big on these games. But super cool, um, the demo is out now on PlayStation. And they've announced that any of your progress will carry over to the main game. Man, they like people got to start doing this more. This is such a brilliant fucking marketing move because this game isn't for me. But on the off chance that I were to download this demo and be like, oh shit, this game is for me. You know that I'm going to beat the shit out of that demo that I got 100% free. And then there is a very good opportunity that I'm going to buy that game knowing that all that effort is now being transferred flawlessly into the full title. Like, why don't, why don't more games do this? Honestly, more, more games should definitely do that. Like I remember you and I being kids and not having any money and like getting, whether it be from a gaming magazine or signing up for something in the mail, we would get a demo disc for a PlayStation <sighs> one 
and we would play the shit out of like the Metal Gear because Metal Gear Solid One you could play until the elevator in that first part, and there was oh, there's so many things like Blasto, like there were so many demos we had, and like the games didn't give you a lot back then, but a demo now, being able to save your progress and carry it over, like the text there, use it. You know what I mean? There's so many things that frustrate me. Like, uh, for example, the other thing that frustrates me with PlayStation is why can't I have multiple games open and running being able to dive back into them? Why can I only have one game open at a time? Drives me nuts because I know the tech is there because Xbox does it. Yes. The quick quick resume thing on Xbox is fucking phenomenal. I would love that. Like, they're killing it with that feature. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, and like I'm anyway. That's just I, I definitely agree with you. I think more more games need to step up and do that. Well, it just I like I like the the approach of this, right? And you don't always have to do it where it's just like a vertical slice of the game and like whatever items you pick up or leveling you do. Like, because there's so many different games out there, this can't just be a blanket solution for all. But something like Resident Evil Seven, if you remember, did you play the demo for Resident Evil Seven? Or did you, I, I forget so, when you hopped onto that game. So what they did, that was, if, you're, if you're unfamiliar, Resident Evil 7 basically did one of the fucking coolest things that I just, I honestly wish more games did. They released a demo called the, I think it was called like the teaser, basically like kind of yes. what PT originally did. It was, well, it was similar to Village did Maiden as well like exactly just does that but the seven was a little different because well you're right and yeah maiden was actually very similar because it's it's basically you're playing a part of the game that even when you buy the full game that part is not included it is tailor-made as a demo and nothing else you are not playing a vertical slice you're not playing any part of the main package you would get after purchasing the title you're playing something that was curated from the ground up to be a teaser for what you're going to experience in the game. So for seven, you remember that whole, when you go to the the house at the beginning, there's that Clancy guy that's filming the show yep. and all that. You play his entire like tape basically as the, the camera guy and you can collect all these things. It's just, it's a whole kind of small segment of like a demo that's super cool. And at the very end of it, if you unlock, like, you know, you basically beat the demo, you can now start the game. So it, it reads your save file from the demo and you start the game with, I think it was one of the, uh, you know, the gold coins or the antique coins mm-hmm. that would upgrade all your stuff in yeah, Resident Evil yeah. 7. You start with one extra. So very small incentive, nothing over the top. You're not, you know, yeah, you're not starting like overpowered. You're not, you're not carrying over all this crazy shit, but you know, you had a really fucking cool experience being like, I can't wait to play this game. That demo was amazing. And here's this little tiny thing that I now get to carry into the main title. Please. I know like that's a lot of extra work, but I just love the fact that they did that for you're right. Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8 when it came to the uh, the Maiden demo. Fucking brilliant. <clears throat> um, what else do we have here? So next was uh, Forspoken. So, <clears throat> oh my God. When, <laughs> I'm dying here. Still got that lingering cough from COVID, man. Whew. All right. Forspoken. <laughs> Delayed. Uh, they announced this earlier that it had been pushed from, I think... May, if I'm remembering correctly, 
to now October 11th, and that is for PS5 and PC. Um, the general kind of feedback on this game that I'm just seeing online doesn't seem to be super hot, but I feel like, and I don't know if you're you're on the same page as me with this, this is like Ghostwire Tokyo for me. I think this game looks fucking absolutely fascinating. And it's 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 really based on one main thing, and that is the power fantasy of it all. We're we're fucking nerds. We we have a goddamn gaming podcast. We love video games, we love comic book movies, we love all this superhero shit. There is a point in everyone's life, even if you're not like into all this shit, where like you probably daydream about having some sort of ability. It doesn't have to be a superpower. Maybe it's just like you're the world's best fucking cook and you best Gordon Ramsay. But being the nerd I am, I can't tell you how many times just like, man, I wish I could fly. Or man, I wish I could fucking shoot fire out of my hands. Just these stupid thoughts where it's like, that would be so much fun. And where do you come to satisfy those urges? Video games. Those are the one places where you can come, you can you can seek out that power fantasy, and this game's narrative is literally that. Some would say it's the point. Yeah. Some would say it's the point of video games. Exactly. <laughs> it's to live out that fantasy. Yeah, and I love that so far from what I'm seeing, Forspoken seems to be based in that entire concept. Here's this girl. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what city she's from. It looks like New York, whatever. A modern day city. And out of nowhere portal opens up she gets sucked in given all these powers in a a crazy mythical fantasy world like that just seems so cool to me she's such a normal person it's literally like if right now during this recording i fell into a portal behind me and woke up and just had all these superpowers like i just really think that narrative is cool because it's taking the idea of like you said what the entire point of video games is, is to have that you know that power fantasy but weaving it into a narrative where now it makes sense within the game itself. Super fucking cool. Uh, like, what yeah. are your thoughts right now of what you've seen on Forspoken? I, yeah, I want to play it. Um, but, but Hey, real quick, why the fuck are you $93? That's just, um, yeah. like to me, I don't understand thing on these games. I'm like, first of all, 93 is fucking random. It's like 93 like, 49 or something. Really yeah. Weird. I'm like, like where do you get off when Elden Ring is seventy nine ninety nine? Where and by the way, this Canadian dollars for anyone listening um, in different countries, like Elden Ring seventy nine dollars. You cannot in any way, shape, or form sell me that this game's thirteen dollars. Like, and I know I talk about pricing a lot, but it's because we play so many games. We're not like at the level on this podcast where we're getting codes from developers. So like, we're paying for all this ourselves. And like 93 bucks is too fucking much. I don't care how the good this game is. Like that's too much money for a video game. Like chill out. The audacity. The audacity. That this, that this but I'm excited has. for it too. Like I, I agree with everything you said. I, th- I think, I think like just the, and I think there's going to be a cool thing of like, even the skill tree, it'll be one of these games where the skill tree is so well woven into the narrative because it'll be her being like, oh, I can fire these things out of my hands and that'll get more powerful the more she gets used to it as you level up. And that's yeah. kind of the whole point, the whole story. So I think that's going to be super interesting. Visually, it looks incredible. I mean, they're taking advantage of the tech. 
I'm a little disappointed that all, a lot of these games are like PS4 and PS5. I'm like, because of the chip shortage, we're at a point well, where... The, you know this one is just PS5, have, right? This one is more broadly, though. I th- Sorry, I thought I, I thought this one was PS4 too, but this one's PS5. Happy to see that because because of this uh, this problem like a lot of games that i saw in this state of play were for both and i'm like fuck if it's for both that means that you had to wind it back probably 15 20 percent so that it works on last gen and like i just want to see more new gen stuff selfishly but like they can't because they're not shipping enough ps5s for enough of an audience to play them which kind of sucks yeah i mean if you're not selling enough you really got to make that money back somewhere especially if like this chip shortage is going to last another what they're projecting like at least at best case another year um so i uh, yeah i totally agree with you luckily this one is ps5 only um and pc so anyone on a pc can get it as well i'm i think i'm just enamored with this because honestly like this fits into the mold of games that i know both you and i really fucking enjoy and that's the Sony mold of here is this game that looks absolutely gorgeous. It It's very, very ne- um, uh, narrative focused and it's a big action adventure. That's that's Sony's thing, right? It's like you're playing a movie. You're, you're, you're playing this big sprawling adventure with like really detailed characters. And, you know, the writing seems to be from all the right people. We got Gary Whitta over at kind of funny writing this. I believe one of the old naughty dog writers is also a part of this so i'm keeping my eye on this why it's <coughs> jesus christ why it's 93.49 on the store i will never understand but uh yeah that's a great trailer if uh, if anyone listening hasn't seen it go check it out because this game looks fucking cool moving on to the teenage mutant ninja turtles cowabunga collection Coming in 2022 on PS4, PS5, PC, Xbox One, Series X, and S, as well as the Switch. And this is combining 13 previous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle titles. All from, like, you know, Amazing. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Boy, um, yeah. You had highlighted this on our list. So what caught your eye oh. particularly about this one? Oh, my God. Dude, I think I'm pretty sure you and I had one or two of these games on the Game Boy. If not, we for sure had it like on PS1 or we had it on like mm. our old PC. I know I know we what you're talking about. These games. We had Turtles in Time on our dad's yeah. PC emulator. Yeah. I think you were yeah. the one that got the Terrible. emulator. It was a Super Nintendo emulator and we got Turtles in Time and I played the living shit out of that game. So good, man. So good. I like, especially coming off Hotline Miami, which is like the eight or sixteen bit. I, I never know. I think it's sixteen bit. The old school look. I, I'm like ready for more of that. Like that was that hit the right nostalgia. By the way, I got Julian, a friend of ours. Like I'm completely addicted to both games. So he bought, like, he he bought both. Me. He's like, I cannot. He bought both. He's like, I cannot stop playing these games. It's so much fun. I'm like, we were talking about the different weapons and the different everything. It was so much fun. But um, yeah, man, like all those Ninja Turtle games, like, yeah, sign me up. Some of them are going to suck because they're super dated and the mechanics are super weird, but a lot of them are going to be awesome just for memory's sake. And that, I feel like that collection, even if that collection was the price of a full game, I'd pay it because you're getting 13 games with it. Like, 
I think I, I love seeing reasonable. I love seeing stuff like this. The old old classics that you know. I'm sure if you went through this list title by title, a lot of this shit is not easy to find these days. Like where are you where are you going to play these no. unless you have a Nintendo well, like, Super Nintendo? That's what I mean. You have to find a cartridge, and like that's not like they're hard to find. Like there's cartridges that like I remember my wife and I bought. Uh, bought a Nintendo 64 off off Kijiji, a um, classified site here in Canada. We bought a Nintendo 64. We bought Donkey Kong, Mario 64, GoldenEye, and like Cruising USA or something. And it was like 200 and change for all that used. <laughs> like it's a lot, man. Like it's for classic video games. Like it's not the same price as like new gen stuff, but it's still a lot like you're not getting like you're not getting like a sega genesis at a garage sale for for ten dollars like you're not nowadays like you did back then like when sega genesis was like yeah we you and i got one i think for like ten dollars but that doesn't happen anymore they sell now if they're in good shape for like 150 bucks yeah i got i got her sega genesis at a garage sale 20 bucks exactly but that's 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 just what happened in the early 2000s late 90s it doesn't happen anymore now it's like that's all retro really expensive stuff yeah so yeah like to your point it's really and it's really hard they made so many of these cartridges and that was it that was it they made as many as they made there was no online store you know so for them to bring it uh back like this they need to do this with everything like i I really hope man i really hope spartacus just comes out and has like a gold tier that i can pay 20 bucks a month or whatever it is, I'd probably even pay more, man, to be honest. Sony, cover yours. I would pay more than 20 bucks a month. If they would give me everything all the way back to PS1, I would be like, yes. Because where are you going to find the disc for some of these original games? Like, you can't. And they're not all available to buy. You can't buy them on PS3 anymore because they shut that down. So, like, yeah, do this with everything, please. It's true. It, it's all, like, game preservation in general is a huge thing that I think the industry is slowly waking up to Xbox has made like a great push in terms of their backwards compatibility. And just, you got to imagine, like you said it, they only printed so many of these back in the day and there's no digital version of a lot of old cartridge games or the old PlayStation one games, PS two games. So I would love more stuff like this. And for these super classic games, this was a thing that was included on like every emulator back in the day super handy feature is the instant save and rewind feature because holy fuck man being back on a super nintendo or a sega genesis and you start playing a level that is hard as fucking nails everyone (coughs) everyone talks about like dark souls and and oh my god elden ring is the fucking hardest game ever no they're not Go back and play any goddamn game <laughs> on Sega Genesis or or Super Nintendo and tell me that those are fucking easier than Elden Ring or Dark Souls. They are so goddamn go hard. So to yeah, have go the play feature, Aladdin on Sega Genesis. Exactly. When you get to the end and beat Aladdin, come talk to me. There's no fucking yeah. way that these players are going to beat that game. That shit was so goddamn hard. So... You know, to you didn't have any sort of save system back in the day. So to have press pause, pause the game, save right here, and you literally screenshot basically the exact moment. Snapshot it, boom, you're done. And you can you can jump back in at any time. Godsend. It makes it a lot more easier. It might take away from the challenge for a lot of people, but 
I think a lot of these games kind of needed that because you're playing the first, what, one to three first levels like a hundred times, basically. That's all you see of the game. <coughs> you want you want to talk about Aladdin? I played the first level of Aladdin on Sega Genesis probably 300 times. I don't yeah. know what happens yeah. after you go down in the cave and get the fucking... Um, the 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 lamp genie lamp yeah once you escape i think that's the furthest i ever got as a kid that game is so goddamn hard but also but to be be fair part of the reason for that too is because there was a sega genesis arcade machine at our dentist and we would play the first level of Aladdin there every six to nine months for our entire childhood so that was part of it but yes that's it it was still very hard yeah yeah. so i was so pumped when we got our sega genesis you know fucking sonic 2 Get all the way to the goddamn Metal Sonic, and then you come running in with your friend back in the day and knock it off the goddamn shelf and ruin everything. We're not going to get into that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I I didn't realize. I I don't even remember that, but I was was a huge dick back then, so I probably didn't apologize then. I'm apologizing now because now I know what that means. Back then, I did not. No saves, buddy. That was the final boss of Sonic 2. Gone forever. We had all the Chaos Emeralds. You don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't play Sonic to that level. Sonic was the same thing. I'd play like the first three or I'd play like the first three levels and then never touch it again. Connor, who like, is I the one that actually got to that point in the game, he's somewhere right now shaking his fist at you, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. We've spoken about this. Yeah, when he gets a little bit of liquor in him, he brings it up. It's hilarious, dude. It's a sore spot. I don't think you. Uh, you say you realize, but I don't know if you know the full extent. Anyways. <laughs> We got uh, this next one. I don't even know what this was. Gigabash 2022 PS4, Xbox One, yeah. PC, yeah. Switch. Uh, not really my cup of tea, but if you're into that, check it out. The next one, Trek to, uh, if I'm saying this right, Trek to Yomi? Is that how you think you'd say it? Y-O-M-I? Trek to Yomi. This is coming in 2022. This game looks really cool. And I highlighted this for a few reasons because you have just got off of the high that was Hotline Miami 1 and 2. Fucking one of the greatest goddamn games ever. This game is made by Devolver Digital, which is the publisher of Hotline Miami 1 and 2 and the publisher of a ton of super cool, really interesting, unique, small indie (sighs) games. And this is what I was kind of saying to you earlier where uh, off the air where I kind of forgot how many Devolver Digital games that you would probably fucking eat up. There is a laundry list of stuff here. The problem is a lot of this isn't on PlayStation. Um, It's really weird. So, (coughs) excuse me. (coughs) Devolver Digital as a publisher has a massive and I mean massive list of games it's somewhere like if you go to their homepage, you can scroll for a while there's like 50 titles on the front page but it's really weird the way they do their exclusivity so they make games just for the switch they make games just for PC just for Xbox just for PlayStation with very few that cross over to any other platform a lot of the time it's like PC gets most of them which is the case for most things but um, Death's Door, which when we did our uh, top 10 list of 2020, that was a game in my list. I don't know if that would be up your alley, but you know, I just wanted to kind of bring that back because that is also Devolver Digital. 
But this game right here, I need you to play this game because you would have so much fucking fun. But unfortunately, it's only on PC and Switch right now. It might, you know what? Hang on. While we're talking, while we're talking, I'm going to bring it up and see if it's gone to anywhere else since because they kind of update this now and then. The game is called My Friend Pedro. And dude, this game is a side scrolling, like John Wick slow motion bullet hell thing where you're just like, you run into a kitchen, you jump into the air like Max Payne, everything slows down, you aim your guns. You, you throw a pan into the air. You shoot the pan. It ricochets off the pan, shoots a bunch of people in the head. You do a backflip off of someone, land on a skateboard, shoot some other guys while you're moving, do a backflip off the skateboard. <laughs> like It's just fucking nonsense. Interesting. It's a side-scroller. Yeah. Like a, cl- like a classic side-scroller. It is on PlayStation well, yeah, 4. Try. Brian, you, okay. you, need, you need to get this game. You oh, need- hang on. Hang on. Slow down, slow down, slow down. What is it? I'm so excited about this. My friend Pedro. There's a giant banana on the cover. You can't miss it. Oh, my God. This is going to be another disaster of a game, isn't it? 10 bucks? Oh, yeah. And it's on sale, dude. 60% off. Oh, like Like, 100%. Don't even think about it. Just spend the money right now. Just right on the air. Literally buying it (laughs) on the air right now for purchase. My friend Pedro purchased. The the only yeah. other one, there's a whole list. Again, I could probably talk about their games forever because they are one of my favorite publishers when it comes to indie games. Because that is really all they do. They do really niche like indie titles. But there's this game called Ape Out. So ape like a gorilla, like a monkey. Ape Out. Mm-hmm. This game is very similar to Hotline Miami where it's top down, like completely top down. And you play as an ape. And the entire game is you trying to escape a facility of where you're locked in. And very similar to Hotline Miami is you are just wrecking every single dude in your path in the most brutal way. I'm talking like your fists come down and you just obliterate them into a bloody pool on the floor. But the added kind of thing to this is the entire game moves to music. So there's like this jazzy soundtrack the entire time. And as you move and like as you're hitting things and whatever, music plays and kind of creates this score while you're creating a horrific bloody mess. The only catch with this one, it's only on Switch and PC. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at the score while you're talking about it. But hey, good news though. Not only did I uh, buy... My friend Pedro, it's downloading to the PS5 as we speak. Oh, I thought I thought so, you were gonna say it's downloaded, and I'm like, what a world we live in right now! Like it's already done. Yeah, right. But you know what? By the time it's, it's done, in time. by the time we're done, it'll be done. That's what I was gonna say. By the time we're done, it's gonna be done. Um, sure. Well, let's move on because there's a few more here I want to touch on. Um, the next one they announced was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R. Uh, this is based on a very popular. Uh, but at the same time, niche anime series coming out this fall for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, and PC. So basically every modern console. Um, not for me, but again, anyone who is a fan of this absolutely outlandish anime is going to probably be super happy with this. But the next announcement is what, like, bar none, was obviously my favorite part of the show. And that is fucking Returnal DLC. I shouldn't even say DLC because that implies you got to pay for it. 
This is a free update called Returnal Ascension. It's coming March 22nd, and it is going to update the game with campaign co-op. Are you fucking kidding me? And a new survival mode where you basically work your way up an endless tower, like literally never ending, basically like a high score mode, um, which is super cool in itself because of the rogue elements. But excuse me, you can play this entire <laughs> game with two people and it's free. I do. This game keeps on giving. I swear to God, this was my hands down. We've talked about this many times. Game of the year for 2020. There was not. Uh, 2021, I should 2020. say. Yeah. 2021, yeah, sorry, because it came out last year. Um, there was no competition. This is my favorite game of the year. And now that I know that it's coming with campaign, my question to you is, oh, do you have revigorated interest where I can hop in and play with you? Is it, well, again, I hate to make it about money. In fact, I'll probably buy it if this isn't the case, but I'm just Is curious. it on sale? Uh it, no, no, no! Not is it on sale? Is it is it like the friends pass thing? Like no, uh, it takes two or no, okay. no, no. So we, I have to have we, the game to play too. We will I, both need a copy so, of the game to play. Yeah. So not right now, and I feel like that's okay with you because of everything you just said about Elden Ring and the rest of your catalog. But I think like I don't know, summer, fall this year. I think you and I should do that. I think that'd be super fun because I think with you on the headset. Or even like at my house playing on the couch because I'm sure we could do it that way too. Uh, is it couch co-op or no? They didn't like, specify. Yeah, you know what? When right? they when they, they don't say like split screen, they don't specify. I would assume not, but they they didn't say. So again, okay. we don't know. Either way, either way, you and I did it takes two completely over the headset. So I think if you were there to be like, all right, I'm watching what you're doing. Do this differently, or like if you were like coaching me along the way. Uh, I think I would enjoy it a lot more. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd do the whole thing because I'm kind of excited for the story beats. Like, you told me some really cool stuff about the story. And I was like, oh, shit. That sounds like it'd really be my jam. I just don't want to play a really hard game right now. But it is. Yeah, I think it would, it would alleviate a lot of it with the co-op. I'm curious how it's going to actually, like, function because just, you know, with my knowledge of the game as a single player game, I'm now trying to picture a second person and how you split up all the, the pickups and whatever. If they do it properly, I think that would be a fucking blast. Cause yes, there is very little story delivered in this game, but when it delivers, it is so fucking cool. The halfway point of this game blew my goddamn mind. I thought I beat the game and some crazy shit goes down and completely completely revitalizes the experience so um yeah i would love to play this um i would probably wait for a sale because it's still like 90 bucks but anyone out there yeah. that hadn't played this if you're waiting here you go march 22nd campaign co-op while we're talking while we're talking let me put it on my wish list because the wish by the way the wish list feature for those of you if you've never used it is is amazing because it'll just you'll get a push notification when something goes on sale which is incredible yeah, I love that. The problem I is just I got just... a notification of uh, you just buy all the games. Um so let me see here. Hey, yeah, it's still nine bucks. That's okay though. So I just got a notification that the medium is on sale for thirty five percent off. So that's forty three bucks. I'm like uh, I don't know. I think we can go lower. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I still haven't heard like it's uh, yeah. I'll still wait on that one. Definitely one I want to play, though. 
Um, okay, rounding out, just finishing up the story, is the Diofield Chronicle was announced. I'm not familiar with this game, if it's a new IP altogether or a continuation, but that is coming to PS4, PS5. I didn't see a date. And last but not least was Valkyrie Elysium 2022 PS4, PS5. Both of these, I believe, are Square Enix titles. Super JRPG mm. looking. Not really up my alley, but I know like a lot of people are going to be excited for this. Um, and that rounds out the entirety of State of Play. So honestly, like not bad considering, you know, it was a lot of left field yeah. stuff. I was still pretty interested the whole way through. I, yeah, I, I would say I was telling you this before we got on air. Like to me, it was a seven out of 10. I think what would have made it an eight, a nine or a 10 is something triple a playstation studio brand new that was super fresh like a horizon uh a god of war like horizon we've already seen but you know what i mean like god of war ragnarok more news something new from last of us multiplayer like any of those things we always talk about every single week that would have made it a nine or a ten for me anything on spartacus would have blasted it up and made it better too um but this was still cool i just i think that like like we were talking about PlayStation's really good at building the hype for their marketing and for their events. The problem is that it's almost like too much. Like we get all excited. We're like, Oh my God, there's a state of play. We haven't seen anything PlayStation's (laughs) doing since October. What's going to be. And then you've got like people like us who do these shows on YouTube and on Twitch and on podcast. And they're literally like, what, like we did it. It's like, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? And then it shows up and they're like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) Like, you know, and it's just, it's so tough sometimes like that. But what they do successfully is get a ton of people to watch it, which is the whole point. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they keep doing. Because, I mean, PlayStation, there's just everything they do. There's so much polish, you know. I think Microsoft's getting there too, but PlayStation really has it figured out. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, fuck, I, I salvate at the goddamn mouth every time one of these things are announced. So I'm definitely right up there with just my oh eyes my open in anticipation. But, you know, you got to temper expectations sometimes. But I think it's when they I announce so. the next showcase is when we can be yeah. like, let's go. Well, But you know what? Outside of this, though, like there's just other things that are pissing me off. Like I follow Hideo Kojima on Instagram. And like this motherfucker is just posting like posters of metal gear and i'm like why are you doing that why are you doing that why are you just posting every metal gear piece of art that came from every game i don't like what is this leading to like it just stuff like that drives me nuts like the cryptic mess with your mind marketing stuff is really starting to piss me off i'm, I, I'm probably just getting too old it's not for me it's probably the case you know oh no I, I yeah i get pedro's it installed. pedro's installed nice just got a notification I think I think you're. I don't know if I'm gonna. Play, I'll play it a little bit tonight. I'm gonna play it a little bit tonight, but I'm like <laughs> deep into San Andreas. I started after Hotline Miami. I'm doing San Andreas, and I'm loving it. Oh God, that's a hole. Good luck to you. I love it, man. It's good. I mean, I think the whole like gang banger coming back to the hood and like getting the gang back together is a little bit like. I don't know. That's kind of all three games are very similar that way, and I'm just like, ah, the beat like the first like three hours of of any Grand Theft Auto game. I'm just like, okay, I get it. I know how to aim. I know how to shoot. I know how to do a drive by. Let me loose. You know, like open up more of the map. What are you doing? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Well, and just to clarify, by hole I meant like you're going to be deep in some shit right now. Not that it was a bad game. 
I fucking love San Andreas. No, no, no. So it's, it's, it's just like you're, you're, you're not going to come out of it for a while. <laughs> you know what I can't wait for that's really going to piss you off is because uh, you won't be able to play it unless you borrow my headset is that shit's coming to VR. And like, yeah. I really, I got to know what that's going to be like because I feel like it's going to be either really good or it's going to be an example of what not to do for the industry. Ooh, well, you know what? That is a fucking fantastic segue into the very last story we have today. And that is the God of War live action TV show was announced this week. So my question, based on what you just said, is do you anticipate on the very little information we have if this will be an industry standard or do you think this will be something to just be an example of what not to fucking do? So jog my memory. Has Prime done any video game series or no? I don't think they have. Not like, like no, not big video game properties, but I will say, and this is a little different because it's not a live action show, but they recently adapted um, Invincible, which was a comic book series, into mm. like a like a cartoon adaptation on there, and like that fucking show was absolutely phenomenal. Ten out of ten across the boards in terms of like a superhero animated show it is so fucking good and is a perfect example of why i actually do have faith in just you know amazon prime being a good home because that is who picked up god of war so they are the ones that now own this they will be making a live action tv series i'm just a there this is based on nothing honestly other than just all of the fantasy shows i think that have ever come to light game of thrones you know, not within what I'm talking about. Game of Thrones being genuinely incredible, except for the ending. Um, There is something about fantasy TV that has never grabbed me because there is some sort of hokey, cheesy, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. Yeah, like a straight to DVD. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) just... uh, (laughs) I, yeah. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic any, is what I'll say. So I, I'm optimistic. And the reason why is because Jack Ryan is a banger. The boys is a banger. Thank you. The boy. Okay. I, the the oh, boys man. is a, is a, is a, a better example actually than invincible. You're, you're absolutely right. Because that is live action. And that show is actually one of my favorite things out right now. So good, good track. Record. And, adapted from comic books or graphic novels yeah so not quite video games but same idea idea here's what i'm worried about i think it's going to be good because you know the witcher's good uh shows do well movies do not so i feel like god of war is gonna be good i swear to god dude if the rock ends up playing kratos fuck (laughs) that show like i'm not watching it (laughs) don't not do you have wood knock on it right now he's not fucking dude he's not joining i'm not doing if he's going to be fucking Kratos, I'm, I can't watch that guy. I can't. He's a terrible fucking actor. I know he gets paid a lot. Cool. But like, he's welcome to the jungle Jumanji. Like, put him in those stupid fucking movies for kids. Like, I, I can't watch him <laughs> if in you, real movies. If you're going to cast, if you're going to cast Kratos, it's, it, I feel this way. I, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this on the show. I am a firm believer. If you're going to create a show based on a very, popular and kratos is a fucking monumental 
Sony oh, yeah. character that has been around for what three console generations? Like the dude is fucking four console generations. Sorry. Um, please, please do not cast a very well-known actor. Cast an up-and-comer. Yep. Cast someone who is even you know doing well somewhere else, and just they will become that character. Do not fucking cast Ben Affleck as Batman. I swear to God, like. Just things like that make me so goddamn upset that, yeah, I'm 100% with you. Like, I can't see The Rock doing it, but God forbid. You got a Henry Henry Cavill it. That's the move. Yeah. You got a Henry Cavill it. He is Superman. We knew who that was. He is Geralt. Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the fact that he did both as well as he did is a testament to that dude. Hell yeah. Um, Big nerd. Shout out to him. He's fucking, he's all about this shit. Yeah, building his own gaming PC and nerding out on YouTube about it. That's incredible. Uh, I think, I wonder what story they're going to tell also. Mm. Like, will it be God of War 2018 with Atreus? Will it be, um, you know, will it be the original, like how he became the God of War? Will it be about his wife dying? Will it be, like, there's so many stories that over the, you know, to your point, four console generations that have been told with Kratos. Um I wonder what uh, what angle they'll take. I feel like they're going to take the 2018 story. I, th- I think that's like that's that's the question on everyone's mind right now is like what period it's going to be or, or if they're yeah. going to jump back and forth between all of it. I think the easy route would be let's just focus parallel of 2018, Atreus, God of uh, Kratos. Like I, I almost feel like that's the yeah. cheap way out because that is what got super mainstream best game ever, fucking ever like everyone just you know won't shut up about it but i think it wouldn't do it justice like i do believe if you're gonna really do this properly you gotta go back you gotta go back to when he was younger when he was crazier and kind of a dick and just like killing going up against all these mythical gods that everyone knows like missing out on all of that would just be a disservice to the entire story it'd be a disservice to kratos as a character um that's fair and like holy fuck man some of the people he the guy fights hades how are you gonna not put that in your show (laughs) like don't miss out on that because you know i don't think the people who hopped on to god of war 2018 might not even realize that was the first time he tackled that uh mythology like everything with with um uh thor and like all this stuff right like that's not like he he came over from a different um what was he originally i i'm not an expert on this but i just know like you can't just start on 2018 you you gotta give the dude the proper love and backstory so that that's what i'm hoping so too i think they could do they could do when he was a spartan and when he was like um you know coming up and becoming like because he was like a spartan in the military or whatever right or whatever that was i'm not familiar with all the all the lore but uh, yeah, I think they could do an origin story really well. Um, but, dude, I, I feel like Hollywood, Amazon Prime, I feel like it could easily just be 2018 storyline. But we'll see. The nice thing is, regardless, even if they do the 2018 one, they can make another season going back in time, forward in time. Like, they can do whatever they want That's because true. of how good cinema cinematography has gotten. So, uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited either way just to see what it is. I feel like like when I hear that, when I hear that there's gonna be a God of War show, I'm excited. I don't roll my eyes like I do a twisted metal. 
Fair. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely on the excited side. I mean, we got The Last of Us coming next year. Um, you know, yeah, Twisted Metal. I, I don't know what that show would be. Just Death Race, but like a TV show. I don't know. Anthony Mackie's attached to it now. Um, Captain America. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, whatever. It's, it's interesting. We'll keep an eye on it and uh, hopefully it does pan out. But that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, today, Friday, the 11th of March, there will be a Dead Space remake stream. So if you guys are not aware and you're listening to this in time, keep your eyes peeled for the Dead Space remake stream today. I'm not Ooh. sure the exact time. Um, dude, dude, I am so fucking pumped for this. They just announced... Are they going to bring PlayStation though, I think it brings oh, to PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Stand Xbox, I think. Well, it was well, never it, just right, on Xbox. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Right, sorry, for some reason I thought it was Xbox exclusive, or someone bought the no, studio. No, or... no, no, no. No, this this is EA. This was like multi-platform across everything that oh, okay. it possibly could be on. Oh, yeah, I didn't play the originals because I can't get them. You are going PS3. to fucking love this game without a doubt. I I cannot see a scenario where you play this. Because, like, it's a remake of the first one. So I'm not even going as far to say, like, I know everything there is to know about this brand new game I haven't seen yet. Like, it's based on a game I've played that they're just going to polish up. And they have quoted, the actual developers have said, in the same vein as Resident Evil 2 and 3. So they are trying, like, that. that is, like, the golden standard. That's what they're trying to do with this game, which is the fucking best news it could ever get. They did announce, however, this week, just as our very last bit of news, um, it was delayed to from 2022 as like a, a window in general to early 2023. I can totally see that being pushed a little bit more. But again, keep yeah. your eyes peeled today um, because we haven't seen it yet, obviously. I'm hoping it's something worthwhile and we can talk about it next week. So until then... <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for listening, as always, and we will see you all next week.